Joining me on the line, I'm very pleased to have uh, Greta Newbar. She's the State Assembly uh, Representative for District 66, which includes my my hometown of Racine, Wisconsin. And um, she's also the uh, Minority Leader for the State Assembly for the Democrats. Greta, good morning, and and I'm sorry about, about the problems you're having uh, in your neighborhood there with the phone system. No problem. So happy to join you. I guess there's uh, phone outages across the country this morning, but I will just say before we get started that pumpkin bread is serious business <laughs> and um, disagree. It's still winter. Pumpkin bread still appropriate. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Uh, clear the agenda, uh, Tony. We have a whole new conversation. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, all right. Yeah, let's just talk about that. No. Um, well, it's good to hear from you. I know you've been very busy. We've been trying to get you on for a while as we kind of, I mean, uh, uh, for several reasons. One, uh, one of them is that it actually appeared that there were things being done, that there was some sort of bipartisan agreement on some issues in the state uh, with our state government. Is that could I, is that a, a good characterization of, of what's been going on this last session? I think that's fair, yes. So in the previous session, less than 2% of bills that were proposed by Democrats even got public hearings. I would say it was the height of partisanship in the Wisconsin Capitol. And over the last you know year plus here, it has gotten better. And I think a lot of that does have to do with the fact that fair maps come into Wisconsin and Republicans understood that, that they would need to be competing in districts that and appealing to voters across the aisle. And that only hearing 2% of Democratic bills, while it was, of course, over a majority of Republican bills uh, that got a hearing, was just uh, embarrassing for them. And it was not good governance. And it was a poor reflection of their leadership. Mm-hmm. What what uh, what bills passed um, that uh, took took note uh, other than the redistricting, which we'll get to in just a minute? Sure. So a couple of really significant bills passed. These were things we negotiated on for quite a while. I wouldn't say that I was happy with where things landed on the shared revenue proposal because for communities like Racine, as you know, Tony, we continue to struggle and. The state has just simply not kept up its, um, its, its responsibilities to our local communities in helping fund first responders, public health departments, parks. But there was a big improvement there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Significant resources, um, saving the city of Milwaukee from really dire uh, financial straits and giving some extra breathing room in municipal budgets across the state. That was really important. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers are still in Wisconsin because of bipartisan action taken this year. There was some pretty good movement on investments in workforce housing um, this session. And just now we're finishing up the legislative session, but there are some good bills on our calendar today. Um, we've got a spinal cord research bill that one of our members has been working on for several years. We're still hoping to get a uh, DACA bill that's focused on providing the opportunity for DACA recipients to get licenses on the calendar today um, that has really significant bipartisan support. So there have there has been more progress, and I think it is a sign that our democracy is, is starting, just starting, to heal um, from over a decade of the most partisan gerrymander in the country. 
And you know that was one of the questions that I has uh, that I you know uh, that I had was um, if you were sensing any change from your colleagues across the aisle that is Republicans in terms of either they're worried they seem to be worried or they're being they're being nicer towards you and it, and it appears that they like you said oh yeah they're oh yeah maybe maybe we can work together on these things now did they see the writing on the wall uh, do you feel uh, that there is going to be uh, possibly some some big changes and if and if maybe the democrats don't exactly uh, uh win the majority this time around that they're going to win enough seats that it's coming down to uh oh geez we're going to have to actually talk to the democrats from now on is that is that what you're yeah. sensing that's exactly right so as you know and i'm sure most of your listeners do as well right now we have a republican supermajority two-thirds in the state senate and almost uh, two-thirds in the state assembly. We prevented that Republican supermajority by just two seats uh, in the last election cycle. And so in many ways, Republicans were able to do what they wanted in the state legislature, despite the fact, of course, that Wisconsin is a purple state. People vote for Democrats and Republicans just about 50-50 in every statewide election, again, reflecting the strength of that gerrymander. So what we have seen is our Republican colleagues recognizing that there were going to be a lot more competitive elections this cycle and that they were going to have to explain their record and they were going to have to actually talk to voters who didn't agree with them and try to win them over. And one of the ways, of course, that elected officials do that is they say that they are bipartisan and that they're working across the aisle to get things done. Clearly, our Republican colleagues are worried about having to run on fair maps, and uh, we've seen a shift in their behavior uh, to reflect that. Mm -hmm. Now, were you surprised at how this all turned out and how quickly it happened? I mean, uh, of course, uh, when uh, Justice Protosiewicz won uh, um, the state Supreme Court race, there was a lot of hope, but there was also a lot of trepidation. We're like, well, the Republicans are going to do whatever they can to make sure that uh, these maps are not tampered with and that they can uh, continue to keep their built-in uh, majorities. Um, were you surprised when we finally got to this point where uh, uh, Governor Evers on, on Monday uh, Signed the uh, uh, the the Republican, uh, uh, I, you know, I mean, they signed the bill. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it is it is nothing short of a miracle, right? You know uh, as well as I do that it's been a long road to get here, mm-hmm. and the gerrymander did so many things in Wisconsin. We could spend all day, but one of them, of course, that I'll point to. With Act 10, when you have thousands and thousands of people showing up to the Capitol, opposing uh, the action being taken by the legislature, right? Normally, that kind of pressure works. Mm -hmm. It's the people of the state saying, no, you've gone too far, right? But the reality is that this gerrymander was so insulating to these elected officials that they just did not have to Uh, they did not have to listen to the will of the people and they could continue with their right wing agenda with very little consequences at the ballot box. Mm -hmm. So it has been, we have been so deep in this, right? We almost, 
you, you, you almost forget what it was like, right, when we had a functioning legislature and competitive elections. And so, and Republicans, as you said, they made very clear that they would do everything they could to hold on to these naps. That included threatening to impeach Justice Janet Protasiewicz last fall, which I absolutely think they would have done if they could have gotten away with it. But Mm -hmm. there was so much pushback across the state and the country, and their own members were going to leadership on the Republican side and saying, don't make me take this vote, right? Don't make me do this. I'm going to have to run in a competitive seat, and I don't want to have just tried to nullify uh, my voters' choice in the spring election. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, they tried to pass uh, what they called sort of a map process bill that would have allowed them to continue to maintain control over the map process and drawing and, you know, multiple trap doors in that bill. That was this fall. And so, of course, it is, uh, I sort of wake up every morning and say, this is amazing. I can't believe we're here, Mm -hmm. where we actually have fair maps that are on the books and, you know, Count me amongst the skeptical. I, I always am a little concerned about uh, what Robin Boss is up to when he when he shows up with a grin on his face. But uh, we are through this, and we have fair maps on the books, and it is a good day in Wisconsin. It's a good day, though, but uh, the great majority of the Democratic uh, lawmakers voted against uh, the, the maps um, that were signed into law by Governor Evers. Uh, can you explain that? I mean, what, was there was it because they they didn't go far enough? They weren't fair enough, or uh, uh, what do you say to that? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, as you mentioned, things were moving so quickly as they often do in the legislature, and so we were surprised and we were skeptical when Republicans came to us and said we want to pass you know, the the maps that were submitted to the court by Governor Tony Evers. And they have numerous times throughout (laughs) my six years in the legislature uh, sort of framed things in one way and and something else was going on behind the scenes, right? So our caucus was concerned about that. We wanted to make sure that we understood um, all the different dynamics around the court case and around maps being signed into law as you're likely aware they did include a provision that the maps don't go into effect until November, which we thought might be a way to protect Robin Boss in a recall election. So there were a couple of different pieces that we just wanted to dig into and understand there um, and wanted to give some time, right, for all of those questions to be answered before the governor made his decision. Um, he, of course, did sign the maps on Monday, and now we do have fair maps on the books. All right. Now, I really don't want to be counting the chickens before they hatch, if you will. But have you uh, individually or you or any other Democrats, have you guys kind of thought about, OK, uh, elections come up and um, uh, we get a, we win a fair number of seats, possibly even uh, win the majority, at least in the state assembly. Um, have, have you guys thought about, OK, this is our wish list. And, and for you, oh. I guess I could ask you. <laughs> Uh, we're, by the way, we're speaking with Greta Newbauer, who's a, a state assembly person from the 66th district. She's also the Senate minority leader, and I hope you stay in that position for a while. Greta, that's just a personal thing there. But um, uh, what is your wish list if, if something really good happens uh, in this next round of elections? Yes, it's a great question. So in the assembly, we have been 
working on bills, of course, for many years that we want to become law. Our approach this session was put out those long-term bills that demonstrate the vision and what we know people in Wisconsin need and deserve, find opportunities to get things done where we can, and then, of course, prevent overrides of the governor's veto by the Republican near supermajority. We put out over 350 bills this session. (laughs) That's a pretty good roadmap for what we'd like to do um, when we have the majority. But, of course, we know there are things that are going to be absolutely transformative in the state of Wisconsin that our people have just been begging for. And that list is long. A couple of them that I will mention is that we want people's reproductive rights to be enshrined in state statute Mm -hmm. so that people are confident that they will have those for years to come. We know that we need significant investments in education, um, that our schools have been starving for resources, and that our kids are not getting the opportunities that they deserve. We know that there are rights uh, that particularly working people have lost over the last mm-hmm. decade. You, We spoke about Act 10, right to work and prevailing wage and project labor agreements. Um, there's a lot that we can do to make sure that unions are strong in Wisconsin, which results in better wages and working conditions for everyone in this state. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done so little on the environment, on criminal justice reform, <laughs> on making health care more affordable. There's a lot that we can do that we are very excited to do. And I would look to our neighboring states of, of Minnesota and Michigan, who recently got that trifecta made uh, healthy school meals available for all kids, right? Who mm-hmm. put in sense, put in place common sense on safety legislation. Um, we're very lucky to be able to look to our neighboring states too and, um, and hopefully follow in their path of, of quickly securing that trifecta and being able to put in place the policy people of Wisconsin are asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that's near and dear to my heart, and I know you're going to think that it's marijuana legalization, but it's not. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not. It's, it has to do with uh, driver's license for undocumented folks. Of course, uh, mm-hmm. 20, 30 years ago, undo- undocumented People uh, working uh, um, in in Wisconsin were allowed to have their driver's licenses. Um, yeah. right, right before Walker got in, that changed. Um, unfortunately, uh, is that is that something that uh, the the state uh, uh, Democrats might be looking at? Yes, absolutely. That's been a priority for our caucus for a number of years, and there's been a big coalition of folks who have worked on that. You know, similarly to Act 10, right? Mm-hmm. People show up year after year. Thousands of people have come to the Capitol advocating for that policy, mm-hmm. not just those who would be directly impacted and able to get their driver's licenses, but farmers, yes. right, who are yes. employing <laughs> migrants here in Wisconsin and um, biz- the business community that understands how important um, everyone having access, safe, you know, legal access to the roads is. So um, that's absolutely a priority for us, as is Marijuana legalization. That's a, that's a real big issue for Eli. So I, I wanted to ask about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I you're mean, not alone. Yeah. Very popular issue across the state. Well, not not to mention it's it's a revenue generating machine, really. I mean, in, in most places where they ha- where it is legal, and the fact that it's legal in Illinois, Minnesota, and Michigan uh, surrounding us, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's just kind of ridiculous. So it also helps uh, uh, pumpkin bread taste pretty good. So yeah, vegan pumpkin <laughs> bread also. Yes. So I know you got to get going because you guys are still uh, you're still working on some things. What are you guys working on that uh, needs to be finished here? Oh my gosh, I I don't even know the number of bills on the calendar today because they're being added uh, as we speak. Oh, are the Republicans? I would be surprised if oh. we hit a hundred if we're if we're in session until late in the night or tomorrow morning. As I mentioned, a couple of good bipartisan bills on the calendar today. There's uh, funding for VOCA agencies, mm-hmm. um, victim services, uh, an important bill that we want to still get on the calendar today that allows folks who are DACA recipients to get their occupational licenses. Right. There's spinal cord research, um, as well as dozens of other bills, some good, some bad. Uh, we'll be voting on today. Right. Okay. I know you got to go real quickly, though. I remember um, in 2018 when uh, when Tony Evers won the governorship and Josh Call won the attorney general office. Uh, the Republicans quickly went into a, a lame duck session, and they they essentially took away a lot of their their powers that were um, that they had in the past. Um, I I'm I it's it's I'm I'm sorry if. You know, uh, Robin Voss, but for some reason I don't trust him, or the Republicans that just kind of, oh yeah, we're going to let these uh, maps go through. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Are you worried that there will be a last minute attempt to, uh, to challenge and, and possibly overturn uh, the new legislative maps? Well, the Republicans voted for them, <laughs> so they cannot challenge them. And, you know, we have looked into kind of all the different theories here and feel really confident that these are going to be the maps for the 2024 elections and into the future. Um, that's a good thing. Uh, as you said, I'm always a little skeptical of Robin Voss, and so we'll certainly continue to keep an eye. But I'm feeling confident uh, about these maps, that they are much more fair, that they are constitutional, and that we are going to have them for this coming election. Okay, Greta, uh, thank you so much. Sorry, I hope your phone uh, system uh, gets back uh, online. <laughs> it's always great to well, talk please. to you. Thank you for making time because I know you're busy. And uh, uh, so, um, Yes, thank you for having me. appreciate right. being on the show with you both. All right, keep on taking care of Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> sure will. All right, take care. <laughs> take care. Yeah, bye.